Welcome in, everybody. It's another episode of the DNVR Rapids Podcast. Welcome I'm your host, Mitchell Kale, a.k.a. Mitchell. And I am joined by the fellas. We're back, baby. Finally. Last week, I was gone. Week before, Yaya was gone. Oh, yeah, it's super Yaya. Yeah, eh. It's kind of tired, Yaya, today. I'm going to still call you Super Yaya, but when you least expect it, I will change it to Tired Yaya. Also joining us. <laughs> when I'm most energetic. <laughs> also joining us. It's downtown Dwayne Brown. It's good to have everybody back. Yeah, dude. At one time. Big time. Big time Big show. fan. Big fan. Uh, not a ton going on in the world of the Rapids. Um, we're going to finish up our season review of the position groups. Strikers, wingers, forwards, however you would like to discuss that. I think there's some really interesting stuff to get into. Um, we're gonna fight. I know. I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna fight, but I know we are going through, kind of looking back, not just at you know the box score stats, but some analytics and stuff like that. There's actually some pretty interesting stuff to pull out of that group from last season, and I don't know if it was a little thing or a Fraser thing or a just an anomaly. So we'll get into that in the second and third segments. Um, First, we're just going to kind of work our way through a little mini roundup of stuff. You know, we got, um, well, we have a few ways we can go. We talk about Beaudry um, with the U.S. under-17s at the under-17 World Cup. They won their first game uh, 2-1. He, he got the start. Uh, we can talk about Cole Bassett back in the Olympic fold, back in the U.S. men's national team fold. Um we can, you know, kind of shoot the shit on some coaching stuff or wherever you guys want to go. Yeah, yeah. Where should we go first? Um, let's go with Cole Bassett. Let's start the yeah. show off a little bit in a better mood. Let's, yeah. Let's get let's get happy today. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, Cole Bassett. Um, he is in the U.S. Men's National Team Olympic camp. They have two Olympic qualifiers here in this international break. Um, the the. Social post I saw from U.S. Soccer. He was featured in two of the pictures, which was surprising. Um, they had to get good-looking people for him. Man. That's they true. Kind of he put is the a, ugly ones on there. He is a very photogenic <laughs> man. Um, look, I think. I mean, I think he's going to be relatively involved. When you look through that roster, you know, it's a lot of. You know, I think the most quote you know successful guy you're looking at like Jean-Luc Busio, you know, over at Venezia. Um, but outside of that, it's a lot of MLS guys. You know, guys in in. Lower European leagues. Aiden Morris. It, yeah, sure. Yeah, Did yeah. Danny make the cup, by the way? Danny Leva? Uh I didn't see him, but I also read it really quickly. But I don't think he did. I didn't um, think he did either. But you had... What's another one that we were talking about yesterday that... We Tolkien. Just, Tolkien is the other one that... I, that yeah, we both like Tolkien a lot. Yeah, so Mitch's big takeaway from this was... He, yeah. See who plays really well with Cole and try to go get them? More than who plays well with Cole, who's Cole hanging with? Right? Yeah. Like, treat this like <laughs> the NBA world treats the Olympics, where it's like, you know, those guys latch onto each other, and then a year later, they're in a super team together. Not that the <laughs> Rapids are ever going to create a super team. We are. Stuff. We're, <laughs> creating, we're creating a super team. Get ready. This is the, we're in at the ground floor, baby. Let's go. But then we uh, started getting up some guys like, yeah, Aiden Morris. I'm like, yeah. No, no I know they're not getting Aiden I know, Morris. I know. Like, this is the thing. Like, I hadn't looked at the raw. I haven't even looked at the roster yet. I just know Cole's there. And then I had Mitch kind of just throw some names out there. And he's like, well, Tolkien. I'm like, yeah, he'd be great. But I doubt he's going to ever, like, want to leave. Then who was another one? Uh, Caleb Wiley. Well, well, come mm -hmm. on. Wiley would be awesome. What are Wiley you talking would, about? I mean, that le I, mean <laughs> him, I don't think Atlanta's going to want to trade another one of their left backs <laughs> to the Rapids after they got rid of Gutman. Wow. What if we put them together? 
Super team. team. Super <laughs> team. <laughs> what lineup would have two left backs at the same time? <laughs> well, I mean, based on our, our oh. reviews so far, we could just push Gootman. Into all the winger. way, up, all <laughs> the way up, up top. No, let's okay, but Cole specifically. Yeah. Um, you know, we kind of ended the season on a Cole for captain, right? Like showing leadership skills, playing his best footy we've seen from him ever. Yeah. Right? He ended the season on a very strong note under Little. Um, Dwayne, when you look at this, yes, they're just Olympic qualifiers. You know, it's not Nations League, it's not World Cup qualifiers. It's you know, it's going to be a young roster. What do you hope to see from him, whether it's stats, whether it's just getting the experience, staying healthy? Like, what are you looking for from him there? Uh, I want to see him ball out. I want to see goals. Goal basset. I want to see him become one of the leaders of the squad. Like, uh, I want all good things for Cole. Like, it's, uh, you know, towards the end of the season, like we've said, he's he's really started to um, – kind of morph into this guy that we all knew he he was and was probably going to be. And so why just keep that for the Rapids, you know? Keep keep going. Um, share that with the men's national team and start to get on the national, you know, ticket and, and start to get that attention. And, you know, maybe we see him play more with the national team and World Cup, baby. Coming up, <laughs> Whoa. we got a little Cole Bassett on the World Cup Could you team, imagine? So. I mean, look, those, I mean, more for me, I mean, I would love to see him on the World Cup roster in 26. It's more like, can he play himself into that last kind of rotating forward spot, you know, midfielder spot that kind of is whoever's in form but not good enough to break into the the top, top first team? Yeah, like the Jordan Morris, the Christian Roldan. Roldan, that's the, that's the role yeah. that can Cole break into that spot. Yeah, you, wanna, you probably won't yeah. play. That's the one that you want. Like guys that you know are going to be good guys, but just aren't good enough to be on that US uh, USMNT team. And kind of going back to what Dwayne said, I do want to see a little bit of all that. Like I really do want him. I want to see him shine. My biggest thing is I want him to be healthy. Healthy. I am so afraid whenever <laughs> those things happen that you finally get a player hitting a stride, and then all of a sudden he just something a freak accident. And I'll knock on wood because. I want Cole to be okay, man. That's my biggest. Sure. That's my biggest fear with this. Every time any player gets called up to the national team, I, I'm a I'm a nation uh, nation over club kind of guy. I never take that country over club. Your club over country? No, no, no. Your country. I'm, I'm country over club. Sure. But it does either when they get called up. I am really afraid though because I do love my club still. What and about music? Are you club music over country music? Actually, wow. no. I'm actually country music over club <laughs> what music. What a question. Because if anybody knows this, <laughs> do I know this? this? It's Mexican. the off season, baby. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to dumb questions. But this is the truth, though. <laughs> do I know this? Country people, people that like country are just Mexicans that are light-skinned. They're the wow. same thing. Cowboys are the same thing as Mexicans. That's true. And There's a lot of love. Country music <laughs> actually originated from Mexican music that originated from polka music. Wow. So I'm a big country guy. Let's go. What a walk. What a, a little music history for was. you guys. Uh, <laughs> if you're looking at the other midfielders in this roster. Speaking of midfield, way to pivot back to. Uh, <laughs> speaking of mid music, let's go back to midfield. Uh, you got uh, Tencio from Seattle. Cole. Busio, like I said, and then you got Kramaski. Ooh, Kramaski's nice with yeah. it. Yeah. 
Uh, and you got Jack McGlynn. I like Jack McGlynn quite a bit. Me too. And then you got Tanner Tessman. Tanner Tessman is actually pretty. That midfield is kind of stacked. Honestly. It's kind of stacked, but I mean, if Cole, you know, if Cole can bag a goal, you see him working. His, it's not like that's an unobtainable list to rise to the top of. No, no, you can be the cream of the crop really easily with that. Like you just, if you just put in a little bit of work, honestly. Right. So Busio was in. The Gold Cup squad, right? Correct. He was the regular in the Gold Cup, not Nations yep. League. Yep. Um, outside of that, I mean, you have some names that we like, but it's not like they're names that you pencil in as even put in pencil as for sure starters, right? Like Kramaski's obviously good with it. McGlynn, I'm, I, you know, I don't know how much Philly's going to want him to play right now I, in the I, middle of a playoff run. I think they can't care. They just I mean, can't. they can care. It is the playoffs, but. Uh, I don't know. I think it's a really interesting opportunity for Cole. Um, you know, we hope he takes that that leadership that we've been talking about over and over and over. Out of that squad, that midfield group, who do you guys think is going to be the biggest competition for him to get minutes? It's probably that Kramaski McGlynn. Busio kind of trio? Well, Busio, I think you just, I think that's the only person you put in Penn as a starter. Mm. I don't think there's any world where he flies over from Italy. To come play and not play. I mean, Tesman too is the same way from Italy. Tesman's on the same squad as him. Yeah, yeah. So, but like, but Tesman, I don't think is as established mm-hmm. in that men's national team pecking order. Um, can he fit in next to Busio? That's kind of the question. Of course, yeah. And again, that to me, I think Cole's gonna he's gonna get his minutes. I think well, two games. It's the it's, uh, what he's called up for, right? Yep. As of now, how many minutes do you guys think he'll get? Um, I'm kind of thinking. 45. They're playing Iraq and Morocco. Uh, Morocco, obviously. Semifinalist. Semifinalist in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Super fun squad. A lot of talent. Um, strong midfield. Mm-hmm. Really strong midfield group. Um, uh, I hope he gets, you know, you hope he can fit in 100 minutes. Uh, out of 180? 190, somewhere in there. Yeah. Right? Gets 60, gets 30, something like yeah. that. Um who knows? I mean, we have to see that first game. That first game is going to tell you a lot about where he is there. Um, you know, he missed the chance to go to camp over the summer when he was that, that last injury he dealt with, like, what was that, July, August, kind of. Um, he, so he missed out on that, and he talked to me, you know, he talked to us about that. It wasn't Burgundy Affair. It was one other time he was around here. Maybe it was yeah. at the Women's World Cup or something. But, you know, he's like, I mean, that's obviously one of his big goals. It's not just playing European club soccer. He wants to represent the U.S., um, and no better time to go in when you're in your best form and you just had a few weeks off to rest up. I mean, that's about as good of an opportunity as you can hope for. Um, when you look at the, the forwards, because we call him Goal Bassett because I think his best opportunity is not necessarily to set up, but is to score, right? There's no, yeah. you know, Cade Cowell is probably, I would put him as the best guy up top right now in this group. You have um, Yohan Gomez. Uh, you have... Uh, Camungo from Dallas. Uh, I mean, MLS guys. Oh, my God. That guy in New England. But I don't want to try and say his name. I can try to say <laughs> it. Bless you. Barak Tarevich? <laughs> Barak Tarevich. That was good. And then you have Taylor Booth. I mean, there's like some there's some guys that you know have kind of circled around. They're, honestly, that forward group is more wide open. reflective of kind of Cole Bassett's kind of hopeful goal is like, can I use this to springboard into a Nations League, into a Gold Cup, into a Copa, and then kind of see where I fit. I'm more interested in seeing Johan Gomez. Me too. And Kate Cowell. 
God, Kate is so Those are my dope. two guys from that He's forward so squad. Sick. <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't broken in full time to that first team. I'm actually really astonished. I mean, who's on the wings, though? In that, first, in that first team? Yeah, I mean, he's not, you're not playing him I mean, over the Pulisic. the B team, but you can play him on the B team. Yeah, it's Jordan. true. He should be yeah. the, the gold cup to the Nations League. He exactly. should be entrenched. Yeah, he should be like that Jordan Morris. Like, I think he's... Yeah. I think he's like around that level. Maybe not more as established. But also, you've got to realize that Cade Cowell's been around for a minute. He wasn't signed when he was like 14 or something. And he's been a professional since he was like 14, 15 years old. So, like, it feels like he's been around forever, but he's only like 19, 20. Like, he's still a literal child. Yeah, yeah. Man, there are some guys in pretty good form, actually. Um, Tolkien, who we talked about in defense, he had that goal over Charlotte. John Tolkien is um, dope. I love Tolkien so much. I don't know. It's going to be fun. I mean, and usually I'm not going to get very hyped about Olympic qualifying, right? It's basically the under-23 team. Yeah. Uh, but when Cole's involved, it's kind of easy. Yep. Um, sure. Speaking of national teams... Go all the way down to the under seventeen World Cup, where Academy Prodigy Prodigy Gem, the crowned you know the crown jewel <laughs> of the Academy. You got Adam Beaudry who started against Burkina Faso. U.S. wins two one. Um, you know he is he's the guy on that squad. Yeah, for sure. Um, good to see him. He was in the under fifth. He was in the under fifteen World Cup. Yeah, last year. Right, and now he's at the under that seventeen. That is kind World of Cup. insane. That yeah, he made that jump so quickly that he was able to like just kind of like, hey man, I can play both World Cups in a in within a year. It's even crazier when you think that the other goalie in his age range is in Barcelona's game day roster. Isn't there? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> like, well, isn't he doesn't start or play, but like he's you know he's in his Europe. He's on their European roster, like. That's, That's like, bananas. yeah, you know what I mean? So it's, it's cool to see that he is, is not, you know, it wasn't just R2, okay, back to the academy. He goes from, you know, a successful campaign into the biggest opportunity he can have right now. Um, I thought there was another goalie in the Rapids Academy that also made a World Cup. He, I think he, I don't know if it was World Cup. I think he's now in the camp. Yeah, it was uh, Camp, uh, camp Ganolo, I think it's who it is. Yeah, so they have, yeah, so basically they have, Beaudry, who's a, you know, if not the top in the top two or three keepers in his age range yep. in the U.S., and then they have another top two or three keeper in his age range below him. Now, I don't think in terms of prospect for like club and, and transfers and stuff like that, he's on the level of Beaudry because Beaudry oh, is yet. truly well, he's way a, younger. Too. Well, yeah, but truly Beaudry is like a. I wouldn't be surprised if he's sold for a lot of money before he steps foot with the senior team. You know I'm what I mean? He's that kind of guy. I'm telling you, that guy is like the Slonina. He is what Chicago had a couple yeah. years ago where Chelsea's like, here's a buttload of money. Gimme, 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 gimme. <laughs> and then they just put him on the bench and don't play him. Um, Let's see. What else? We talked about one other thing we heard. Oh, coaching. Coaching, yeah. It has gotten quiet. Is there something going on with coaching? Uh, you guys haven't heard like Dwayne, the Rapids don't have a head coach right now, and they're searching for one. I've seen a couple. We're getting a new coach. I've seen a couple different schools of thought just via the internet on this. Some people are like, "Oh, it's really quiet. That just means they're going to cheap out and go little." Yeah, or let's seen... riff on rumors. Small rumors, baby. Let's. It's DNVR and Coaching the R rumor stands time. for rumors, baby. Um, we need to get actual music. <laughs> we can do all this. <laughs> we have the means. We have the tools. We have the talent. But we've shirked them for my we terrible. Have, we sounds. can rebuild him. <laughs> I, I am of the impression 
that a decision has been made. Already. Okay. That is based on the fact that I cannot get a piece of information out of this club right now. Yeah. Right? Not even a casual conversation. <clears throat> nothing. There's nothing going. Like, it is, it is, it is a brick wall of there, info. Yeah, there's times that we can, like, we can get a little rumor from somebody we trust. Yeah. Or, or somebody like we know. Happening. And it's, like, off like off the record so we really can't say much but we know we kind of get an inkling of what's going on but right now like it's quiet it's like too quiet yeah you call over and you hear <laughs> static here's here's my counter to that okay when have the rapids made a decision on anything that hasn't leaked at least four or five days before the announcement I think that so will still happen. They, no, I think that'll still happen. So if they mm. made the announcement, I'm shocked that it hasn't been leaked yet. I will say the North Boundary was not leaked. <laughs> that's true. That's not a coaching. That's not. It's not. That's not a player or coach. That is a group of tables with some nice patio lights over top of them. Uh, <laughs> that's that's nobody cares about. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I look. The other thing it could be, and and who knows, is. Maybe they're waiting on an assistant. Maybe that fourth guy. Remember that that one our DNVR that's Rapids my, pole. That's my the thing. Mystery the fourth, mystery fourth. The mystery fourth guy, which took over fifty percent of the vote in that poll. <clears> that people which means that it's true. Coach, which means that's science, baby. It's on the internet. Um, that like maybe they're waiting on an assistant to be eliminated from the playoffs. I, I like this. I I like your theory quite a bit actually. When you told me like, and I I kind of see where you're coming from. My theory is a little bit funner that uh. Jesse Marsh got stuck somewhere in London and can't come back, and they're waiting for him so he, he can sign the paperwork. Well, currently he is in Italy. He is like the the CBS Sports uh, guy out there, Champions League, and and Europa League uh, uh, sideline guy. Yeah, for Paramount, CBS. That whatever. is so weird too. That you have well, a his coach. wife has an Italian passport. He said on like in one of those interviews, it was either yeah. pregame or postgame or half something like that. So he's there. Like yeah. he's in Italy. So. Maybe he made his wife go through all that to get citizenship and move there. Now he's back to the U.S., baby. Uh, that's all I'm waiting for, man. The Jesse Marsh. The... <laughs> I also wonder how um, how available it's Jason got... Sudeikis is. Let's go. What if they're just waiting for Jason Sudeikis to like finally just get over that Kansas City love and be like, hey, yeah, I'll I'll go coach your team. I just saw him and and uh, he does like this big concert fundraiser thing every year in Kansas City, and. Him and I don't, Hannah Waddington, Hannah that, Waddington, sing that uh, um, duo, the the Star is Born, yeah, duet, and it was awesome. They they did a great job. Have you <laughs> she's she's awesome. <laughs> have yeah. you seen that by the way? I've not. You would love it. it but cool. that's he's one of my favorite SNLers and comedic actors of all time, and I think she is one of the most talented people on the planet. I am so. oddly attracted to her. Like it's very, not very oddly. Cute. She is yeah, she's gorgeous. Like, what do you mean oddly? Beautiful. <laughs> I, the she's reason, a beautiful how celebrity. Weird you, how weird are you about to get this is a family and program. Act is way talented. <laughs> there's, the there's nothing odd about it. That to me it's odd because I usually like And she was on a soccer show. To me this is why it's odd. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna explain myself a little bit. The there's literally comes, nothing odd about it. Let's keep it a little bit. No, to me it's odd because my my wife is short. I Top people not, to me not attractive. I would wow. never think this is my thing. What about okay, me? You're not I'm that fine. Calm, calm down. down. <laughs> calm down. Talk to you, in I general. Am. And I like I, not usually not the sort of woman I find really. But Hannah might have been my one crush. Like wow. I, she is like my one TV crush, which I rarely have. Wow. Hannah Waddington is like 
Something okay. about her. I think about the way she carries herself really, really like yeah. gets me going. Good. Yeah. All right. That's enough of Yaya getting going. Yeah. Um, I can leave if you guys I think we <laughs> I think we moved off of that just in time. <laughs> hey, it's really now. quick, what's your favorite uh Sudeikis, uh SNL bit? Oh because um, I'll go first if you want to think about it. I don't know that I can pick, but the fr- I don't know if this is my favorite because that was like really on the spot. But yeah. the first thing that popped into my head was the uh, the what's up with that show? Yeah. And Jason Sudeikis, is, his only role is to be in a tracksuit dancing. <laughs> That's funny. Like, you don't even get a line, and he still steals the show. My favorite like, is, like, the rotating cast one, but it's it's mostly him and, and, like, whoever else is on the show, and they're in a bar, and there's, like, a song playing, and they'll all sing the chorus, and then they just tell the most, like, messed up <laughs> yes. personal stories yeah. possible. And yes. then it crescendos, and then they all sing the chorus again, and it goes to the next guy. Genius stuff. Um, all right. Well, that was the Rapids <laughs> Roundup. Uh, <laughs> that was the Rapids coaching stage. So. Real quick, who do you think it's going to be? Do you think it's the fourth guy? Yes, I do think it's the fourth guy. Well, how about you doing? Well, I mean, that was my theory, so I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go with guy. mystery. It's just more fun. I the most Rapids thing to be would be little after yeah. all of this time and build up would be to have a U.S. men's national team situation where we spent all off season and it's the guy we already had. Um, that's that's a very. I don't Rapids know if that's thing. a bad thing necessarily. No, I'm no, not no. saying yeah. that's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's a very rapid. Doesn't yeah. mean you did your yeah. due diligence. I yeah. am a little guy. I think it's. I personally think I do. I kind of. You're not understand. a little guy. You're a great big guy. Thank you very much. I'm huge. But <laughs> oh well, our guy Mitch, I, I Mitch Potter, little. our guy. He does yep. the shirtless plantain show. Arsenal guy on Twitter. Yep. He said through the grapevine he's here in Little, and I asked him, Mitchy scoops. Maybe he scooped it last night and said it was little. I think I think it's little, man. What I've little what makes I've heard, a lot of sense. What I've heard people in that club really love little, and I think he really spoke to the players to the point where I think it really got them interested in playing for the Rapids again, which is I think the best way to say it. Yeah, so that might be him. Uh, other other um, soccer news happened over the weekend. Are we still looking broad? Sure. I mean, we got about. Two minutes before I have to do this ad read. All right, two minutes. Yeah. So, congrats to to Gotham for winning the NWSL championship. If you didn't get to watch that game and go back and watch it, the last ten minutes Wild. were awesome. Yeah, just so uh, crazy. Gotham's keeper, uh, the first one, handball <laughs> outside of the box with just a few minutes standing in the box. But hands out of the side, which the box. was the right play. Yeah, right call. But red card sent off. They're out of subs, so they're mid. I don't know her name, and I apologize. I just saw this on TikTok, and that's all I'm going off of. She goes back, throws a keeper kit on, throws some gloves on. They survive a very short range free kick. And you know what's crazy? Hmm. That's the second time she's done that this season. That's cool as hell. She's had to jump back and that and goalkeeper play. should not be allowed back into that <laughs> locker room. And that's the second time this Dude, happened. This this was in like extra time, and uh, uh, I think it was Rose Lavelle was, was bearing down on her. It was Rose and Lavelle was on the like, free kick. Yeah, and it was like coming in, and it was just like I have to get my hands in front of this. <laughs> Anybody would have done the same thing. Like, Again, I get you it. You can't take two steps back. But they were out of subs, so they couldn't bring on their backup keeper. So it was midfielder is now keeper. 
this is all an extra like stoppage. Yeah, like it's all it, like, it was at the all end. like craziness. Yeah. Um. What what a wild ending to that. Um. Uh, Rapino goes down in the first three minutes, which is a bummer. She didn't get to play her last game. Mm-hmm. Allie Krieger gets to go out on top. Um, that was very cool to see both of them. Um, and, and then the last little bit of news as it relates to our... It's not also, little news. It's it's, news. No, it's huge yeah. news. Um, just time-wise, uh, not spending the whole show on it. Our, our friends, our all-city network soccer buddies down in Phoenix, uh, won the USL championship. That's which correct. was also on a crazy game to watch. Just the yeah, it's absolutely insane game. Yes. Um, not they, just, they won that game twice. They came back twice. Yeah, Let I did find. see them. They were losing 2-1. Real quick on that NWSL final, I just can't wait for in two years. I'm looking at you, Jordan, when Denver, Denver <laughs> FC is holding that cup, and I'm just crying because Denver oh, finally has a good soccer team. It's going <laughs> to be so awesome. it's going to feel so good. <laughs> Cause I miss good soccer. Okay. I watch League of Mackies and I love it so much because it's good soccer. Here's, here's I love NWS. Here's how it's Rising so much fun. Here's how Rising won that cup. They had a winning goal at San Diego to end San Diego Loyal's existence in the 119th minute. Uh, at Orange County, 116th minute, winning goal. At Sacramento Republic FC, this is all on the road. Yep. Extra time, 90 plus, winning goal. At Charleston, 90th minute equalizer. No goals and extras. They missed their first two penalties. Charleston makes oh, their first it was two penalties. So over. Yeah. Let me tell you, if you didn't watch, this game was over. Over. And when over. it went to kicks, yeah. they were down two, and it's like, man, this is a, such a bummer. And like two pretty poor penalties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Charleston hits the post twice. And then a save. Yeah. And. It was just it. That team is the most comeback crazy squad in a playoff situation. It feels a little I've bit like seen. a luck, but you need luck to win. They a made their last three. So, Charleston didn't, and they are cup champions. Yeah. So Pretty anyway, awesome. congrats to to our guys. Down Absolutely, Max PHNX and Rising. Those guys go harder for the USL than anyone I've ever met. So <laughs> good do. for them. They uh, are one of one. Uh, <laughs> one of those traveled guys. all the way out there and. Yeah, they no, they also are also switchbacks coming to take that trophy. Let's go, baby. Um, <laughs> so it's cool. Look, that was uh, it was really cool to see. We're really happy for them. I was at the Dark Horse in Boulder, maybe for the last time ever, because it's going to turn into student housing. RIP. I was watching on my phone and going crazy, and people were looking at me like I was a lunatic. But you know, what are you going to do? I am a lunatic for the footy. Um, <laughs> let's get into our season review. But first, <gasps> what else are you a lunatic about? Wow. God, you're so good at this. I'm a lunatic <laughs> about illegal peats. I was there yesterday for lunch. Pretty decent chance I'm there for lunch today. For the rest of your life. Pretty good <laughs> chance I'm there for lunch there, tomorrow, baby. There's a 70% chance <laughs> on any given day that is Mitch's lunch. It's right there. Go to. So and it's do. delicious. So you do know uh, Mitch worked at Illegal Pete's, if you guys haven't heard. Uh, I did for a very and, long time. Uh, Illegal Pete's. <laughs> About eight years. <laughs> and Illegal Pete's was in his marriage vows as well. No, it wasn't. It I was. made sure. <laughs> I made sure. I made it very clear. But it was not a part of those. Mitch's wedding. <laughs> Mitch's wedding I was actually you like at me? Illegal Pete's. It was officiated by Pete. Oh my and god! I their wish. first dance was the jingle to Illegal Pete's, which has only been played that one time. 
If you've if you weren't at the wedding, you didn't you've never heard it. I was and officiated by someone I bartended with at Illegal Pete's, <laughs> and I had oh, and I, I had I had three groomsmen who I worked with at Illegal Pete's. <laughs> it, it was it was a very illegal wedding. My wife had had two bridesmaids that worked at Illegal Pete's. There you uh, go. It is a family affair for sure. Uh, this episode of the DMVR Rabbits podcast is sponsored by Illegal Pete's. You know who's back? The Avs. Mm-hmm. You know who it's else true. is back? The, the Nuggets. The Nugs. The Champs. Uh, They're so good. They have the they have the finals MVP. And you can become the MVP of your watch party with Illegal Pete's. Get your case of queso. Get your burrito box. Get your party margs. And they've got you covered to fuel your whole crew. If you have tickets to a game, any of those games, any other games, if you're going to DU Hockey, if you're going to uh, give me some other games, guys. Buffs basketball, um, Rams basketball, Buffs women's basketball that beat the number one team in the country. You still got also a little bit of football to look. Yeah. If you have tickets to a game, go to Illegal Beats before or after any ticket event and you score a free house margar draft beer when you buy an entree. It's about as good of a deal as you can get. You get full so you don't have to buy crappy stadium food and you get a little drunk if you get a margarita. Not bad. Pretty good deal. Great marks, by the way. Best marks. Absolutely. Uh, Illegal Pete's, your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. Is it time? I think so. <laughs> Is it time for... Mitch's Pete's Tip of the Week! These guys get too much into this at times. <laughs> I'm not because I didn't have one planned in my head. I'm kind of, I'm kind of racking my brain right now. Um, here's what you should do when you go to a Nuggets game and they kill what other whatever crappy team is in their way. The dumb Clippers. And you're super stoked. You head over to that illegal Pete's right there by Union Station. You get your free marg. You get your you get your entree to get your free marg, and you know what you do? You order a six piece taquitos for the table. So That's you can eat your nachos, part. or you can That's eat your burrito, and then everyone can just grab a taquito and dip it in some queso or some guac or whatever. And then everyone's like, "Thanks for that taquito, man." Taquitos for this the table. This game was really great. This was one of the yeah. best nights of my life. Taquitos watching for the table. This, this Nuggets win. Yeah. But now there's taquitos. Yeah. And uh, I'm a changed man. Yeah. And it's because of these taquitos. There was life before the taquitos, and there was life after. And these buddies. Yeah. And these beers. And the beers that you got for free because yeah. you went to the Nuggets game. That's incredible. That is an that is a life-changing experience for what a everyone. Tip. Wow. That a is tip. a top-tier tip. That's how you tip right there. Uh, that'll incredible. be the second segment. Okay. Want to so, make sure? Want to make sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Second, second one. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I try to be very quiet. I don't have a quiet button in my. I didn't hear you, but I'm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into it. We're, We're wrapping up our 2023 positional review. Bum bum. With the bum, forwards, bum. and boy, it's a rough one. Boy, oh boy, is this one the saddest one there? Is. We're fighting on this one. I know we are. Why are we fighting? We did the grades together. We I know. I know. Pretty there, will, close. there will be arguments. Uh, yeah, for sure. Exactly. I'm going to stir some shit up. I think there will be friendly debates. 
Wow, I am fighting you, Dwayne. <laughs> All right. Wow. <laughs> Yaya's on it today, baby. Um, where do you guys want to start? Do you want to start as a whole? Do you want to just get so, into the players? How do you want to do this? Let's let's do let's the players pull it first. Up, yeah, let's pull it up and read off what we graded everything first. And, and then we'll go into and each And then we'll guy. go into cool. each individual one. I think that'd be the best way to do it. There it is. Um, do you want to read it off or do you want me? I'm a horrible reader. Oh, I got it. I'm kind of illiterate. I just read a, an ad read. I can read this too. Yeah, I know. You're a better reader. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I can read. Um... <laughs> Uh, Diego Rubio. Man, that's sad. We gave him a C. Mm -hmm. Rafael Navajo. D plus. Calvin Harris. C plus. Brian Galvan. D. Sam Nicholson. C. Kevin Cabral. F. Jonathan Lewis. D minus. Darren Yappy. And this one hurts the most, but is probably accurate. F. Not accurate. I will fight. No, it's accurate. And overall, will, uh, we gave the group an F. Yeah, it's and definitely an F. there's no other way to put it. When you only score 26 goals in 34 games, your forward's getting F. That's yeah. just how it goes. Yeah. When yeah. your two leading goal scorers were a midfielder, midfielder <laughs> and a left back. You get an uh, F. <laughs> That's an F performance block. as a group. <laughs> yeah. That's an F performance. That's just how it goes. Um, let's let's knock out the big dog, Diego Rubio. Injuries. Never really found the chemistry that he had last year with Giassi. You know, with with whoever was up with him. It was Yappy for the first half. It was Navarro for the second. When he was available and on the field, but he was plagued by injuries. Um, we gave him a C, which is like a acceptable. It you passed. passed. You yeah, passed, but. but Barely. And this year was not really about him, honestly. If this grade was really not about... It's about the results. We didn't get what we wanted to see. But it's also really hard to play a whole year when you're that injured, when you don't get to build that chemistry. You have new pieces like Ronan, Maxu, Bombi. You have Gutman come in halfway through the season. You have new wingers as well and Calvin Harris. Gavon is also coming back. And all these crazy things happening around you. First year with Yappy. That it's hard to build that chemistry, how I said. It's hard to get that player, get all those goals that you had last year. But as one of the Rapids' best players, we do have an expectation for you. Mm -hmm. And it felt like when he was on the pitch, he didn't fulfill it to the 100%. And part of that is because of how he said he was injured. But the other part is it just didn't happen for him this year. And I think it's not a bad thing, but I think the effort was there for him all year. The passion never changed. If you had to guess what... And this is on FB refs, you know, percentile statistics. Mm -hmm. If you had to guess what he, he was in the 99th percentile of something this year. If you had to guess what that was, either one of you, what do you think it was? Heart. Well, that's not ranked on here, but I agree. <laughs> you asked me. That was the right answer. That was a very good answer. But if you had to throw one out there. Tackles. Close. Dwayne? I don't even know. Clearances. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Clearances. And then he was in the 90th, he was 99th percentile, 90th percentile in aerials one. That is insane. That is, I thought the clearances thing was pretty crazy, but aerials one by five, ten and a half, not all that athletic, Diego Rubio. Yeah. And this might be a theme as we go forward, but offensively, uh, you know, shots, he was in the 68th percentile. That was his best mark. Mm -hmm. Right? Like he just. It was a it was a bad offense for a long time, you know, and that doesn't mean he was 
the, the factor in that, right? You're not getting service. You're not getting possession. You're not creating a lot of turnovers because they don't tackle anybody, as of we course. discussed earlier. Um, and it's just, you know, and it shows. It shows, you know, he was frustrated. The team wasn't doing very well. And, and unfortunately, the stats back that up. He played 1,000 minutes, which is not very much, especially yeah. when you, we talk about some of yeah. these other guys. It's, it's a low-minute count, especially for a guy like Diego. He had three goals, two assists. Um, yeah, and and he won't be here next year, and that makes me sad. Unfortunately, yeah. He almost just gets an A for being Rubio, you know what I mean? Sure, and I mean, if I'm yeah. grading Rubio yeah, as a player, it's not a C. As a player, as a man, as somebody that we want to see on the Rapids, it's an A. Rapids legend walking yes. out the door. 100%. <laughs> so that's my thing. I think Rubio might be my favorite player in the last five years. I mean, I got his name on my on my new day kit with the yeah. cool numbers, so I agree. Um, any other notes on Rubio? No, nah, I love him. Who's next <laughs> on that list? <laughs> Rafael I love Navarro. Diego Rubio. Rafael Navarro. In the MLS, ten matches played, eight hundred eighty-five minutes, one goal, one assist, two and a half xG. Uh, honestly, and his his statistical profile is pretty nice to look at. But where do you guys want to start with Rafa? Let's talk about how bad he was, and then we can kind of end up on a good note with him. Sure. I think that's the best thing to do with a lot of these guys. And with Rafael Navarro, what's the big thing? Didn't score any goal. Uh, scored a goal. Didn't have assists. A kind of a junk goal on what should have been a beautiful goal basket free kick. Exactly. Which, Which like, you need people to clean up. That is a striker's role is to clean sure. the junk up. Yeah, you got to be a little bit of a poacher. Um, and that's the biggest thing with him, right? Like, he didn't produce the way that the price tag said he, you should. Uh, I think we should expect five goals per million dollars. I think that's reasonable. That yeah. that would be about 20, 20 goals. Maybe you don't have the full season, so maybe you get 10. Yeah, nine, eight, 10. I yep. think that's a fair thing to ask. And he didn't produce, which is the biggest negative about him, I think. But I did like his attitude for the most part. He was... He made himself available. Yeah. Which is not something you can say for some of these other guys we're going to talk about, right? You saw some very long passes... Because he made himself an option for the outside backs, right? For Ronan when he's deep line, right? Yeah. Like he was like that. Like you force yourself into positions to create more, right? And he he's a good passer, right? Yeah. He, he's able. He has a good first touch. He can control those deep balls, um, but didn't produce. That's the biggest. That's the biggest mark. And as a striker, that's what you're measuring on. What do you think, Dwayne? This is such a small sample size. Yeah, 10 games is um, not a ton. As a striker who would be signed on for $4.5 million, my biggest concern with him is that he seems to be a striker that is dependent upon the wingers getting the ball to him. Yep. And for four and a half million dollars, I want a striker who does not have to be dependent upon that. Sure. I want him to be able to bring the ball in and still make the magic happen to get those goals. Like that's a price tag that should carry with it some individual magic that can make those goals happen. And currently he is uh, very dependent on someone getting the ball to him when he's already in front of the goal. Um, and, you know, to his credit, we we are terrible at that, and we'll get into that. Um, but our wingers are, are have not been great this year. So no one's been able to do that. But 
am I going to spend four and a half million on a guy who's dependent on the ball being pushed into the middle for him? Probably not. He will get probably 18 games plus open cup games yep. before that decision has to be made. And that, and that's the most important thing, that, you know, about his whole situation is what you just said is that this is such a small sample size. And it's also a sample size with not great help around him. Right. Um, if this is going to be the system that the Rapids are creating, creating where he is the guy who's going to go in and we're going to feed the ball to him, then this offseason success is built upon bringing in guys who can get him the ball. If that happens and he turns into like Yaya saying, you know, 18 to 20 goals a season, well, then, we're, you know, we're looking pretty good. I yeah. mean, 18 to 20 goals for one guy on the Rapids, that alone is probably playoffs, you know. Yeah. Um, so if we can use the offseason to structure it around him and he's the guy, then great. We can start to see yeah. that price tag being worth it. Right. You know? and, but a lot of time mm -hmm. to... Just kind of temper sure. our judgment <laughs> until to, we get to see him actually play. Right. And to Kevin's point in the chat, he came from being a rotational piece at Palmeiras with a little guy named Ederson in front of him, who is <laughs> you you know, one of the best prospects in world football. Uh, so he didn't get to play a lot. He was a rotational piece, right? Yeah. And, and so maybe you're getting your legs under you. You're playing at altitude. You don't speak English. Yeah. You yeah. know, like there's a lot to adjust to. But on the field, you do just want to see that production. That wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, and the other thing with him too, you do see the skill. I remember uh, very. I'm, I'm going, I'm going back and watching a lot of his games, and I think it was it was a, a home, a game at home. But he took the ball in midfield and he took on two players on the uh, on the wing, did a nutmeg, kept running, got the ball into the box. Nobody was there, so yep. he does have that skill. And a lot, how Dwayne says, a lot of it he does require players to help him around him. And I just feel like he needs to get the ball in better spots. And honestly, he does. I just feel like if the team kind of improves around him, he will be able to sh um, showcase that skill a lot more. Because he does have it. He does have that sure. team where he can he can uh, tech up for a few guys to take on and just kind of keep going. And that's what we want from him. And he has a great shot. We've seen it. Like, it just hasn't gone in. So, that, at the, how we said at the end of the day, it's all about what yep. you've done for us now. Yep. Now, what you can do for us in the future. Yep. What do you think, statistically speaking, he was the best at? He was 96 percentile. Uh, being good looking. He is a handsome fellow, but that is not on the list. Oh, that's not on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> having gorgeous eyes. Is, is <laughs> having Jordan I, tattoos on I, I don't know. Jordan tattoos. <laughs> Me and uh, Mitch look at very different things. Uh, <laughs> interceptions. Yeah. 96 percentile in interceptions. 91st. Percentile in blocks, 74th percentile in tackles. XG, uh, expected assisted goals, he was 89th percentile. Successful take-ons, like you were talking about, he was also 89th percentile. Overall, he has a pretty nice statistical profile, you know, compared to guys like um, uh, Carranza, Pepe. Like, he's kind of in that class of striker who who are, to be fair, around $4.5 million players. Yeah. Right? So... If you get the counting stats to back up your statistical profile, you are going to be in the conversation with guys like that. The so. framework is there. He just needs right. to finish it off. Yep. All right. For up sure. next, Calvin Harris. This is a guy that really we were all sort of interested in. We talked to him at media day a little bit. Um, he We gave him a C-plus for, for the year. That's the highest grade on this, by the way. It is the highest grade on this, um, which was funny because we – 
we saw what all the grades were and then saw what we had to give them overall and we dropped everybody <laughs> uh, half mark down. Um, so just because how can you not, right? Like, that's yeah, what, like it's come the on. Truth. Um, he played just, he played 899 minutes, 18 matches, one goal, three assists, really came on at the end under Chris Little. Was a featured guy. Great chemistry with Gutman. Um, was able to kind of play across the formation. Decent in possession. What did you see from him? What did you like from him this year? Because offensively, you know, it wasn't great. You know, The biggest thing about Calvin is I think he knew exactly where the ball should be every time. I think he had great anticipation, which is something that uh, rapid wingers lack quite a bit. This, especially this year uh, I liked his ability to be able to shoot And want to shoot Which you don't get a lot from these Rapids players um, And the other thing I really liked Was his effort level He was out there giving it 100% every time Willing to put his body on the line To try to make the tackle Try to get the ball back Try to get the goal Which is again something that you don't see from a lot of these guys Sometimes on the wings um, but the biggest issue comes down to, again, production, right? Mm-hmm. Not a lot of assists, not a lot of goals, which is something that's going to plague this whole group. Yeah. But he had more goals than most of these wingers did. He had a goal and three assists. Honestly, mm-hmm. assist rate, you're looking at an assist every three games from him, which you put that over a season, that's a pretty productive winger. Ten? Ten assists around Right? There? Like, that's a pretty yeah. productive winger. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, that's what, if he gets ten assists next year, that means Rafa is probably hitting that goal mark that we want. Yeah, anywhere from, like, 20, 18 yeah. to 20, around yeah. there. Um. This is the first one we talked about whose highest percentile rating was not defensive. It was take-ons. It was carries. Uh, Progressive carries. Like you said, he was great at that Gootman to the next level reception and turning and getting it into the attacking third. Um, Outside of that, it is bleak offensively. 21st percentile in non-penalty goals. 7th percentile in non-penalty XG. 5th percentile in shots total. First percentile in shot-creating actions, yeah. right? Like, bleak offensively. But I think this is one where you look at what you... Like, the eye test doesn't necessarily match those offensive. Of, yeah. Right? Especially with the chemistry we saw on that left side. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you. All right. I don't, I don't think that Harris is going to be... He's not going to be a goal scorer. Mm-mm. You know, he he's... Like you said, with the assists, um, the Gutman Harris Expressway, when that starts like to that. come and the ball <laughs> then gets into Navajo, who's ready for it, that is going to be a dangerous lane down the left side of the pitch. Like it's going to be super dangerous for other teams. It's a very speedy expressway. Um, you know, as, as a club that keeps saying we're all about speed, we're all about speed. Um, that that is going to be his bread and butter. Um, I do think that we will see some set piece goals from him next year. Um, the dude can jump. Yes, he, he's, he's very got athletic. Big time ups. Um, so I think, yeah, I don't think those offensive stats are going to go through the roof, but I do think those assists are going to still be there. Um, and you know, maybe you get a couple headers in there off of some set pieces too. Uh, all right, let's let's take a break there. We'll ra- knock out the rest of the list here in the third segment. But man, do we have a nice, important one message for you guys today? You would think it's important. I would. It's it's <laughs> quite would. literally my job. You would. Um, Everybody would. 
Then again, I just love talking shit to me. It's like, Black Friday, it's baby. It's like it's completely right. Coming up, Black Friday. This is this is the sale of sales here. Yep. Um, I know Super Producer Alyssa already said she's loading up Christmas presents. Um, you, I mean, the whole, you know, with an asterisk, the whole locker is on sale. If something new comes, maybe it won't make it that. But we're talking hoodies, hats, shirts, shirts up to ninety percent off. You have. Uh, 25% off all team gear. Some of the select items in there will be 50% off. You get um, 33% off DNVR gear. Uh, hats are on sale. Hoodies are on sale. We're talking hoodies, shirts, hats. That's all we got. More so, hoodies. Scarves. More hats. Scarves. <laughs> um, I just love that. I mean so <laughs> stickers. Much. Yeah. Pint glasses. It's all on sale. Baby gear. Baby gear. How did I forget about the baby gear? If you gear? have a winter baby... It's time to get your baby some winter gear. Yeah, we need to make more because right now it's all Nuggets baby gear. Yeah, that's why you get winner's gear. That's true. You do want, you want winner's a winter gear baby win- to wear winner's gear. Yeah, exactly. Right? And no better time than Black Friday. <laughs> it's going to go from Black Friday through Cyber Monday. Huge deals. Spend $75 what I will send you. I personally will send you a $15 gift card for use in the locker after the sale. Um, definitely check it out. Yeah, it's going to be, I think, this is the best deal we have all year. Hands down, every year I stock up on gifts for myself because nobody else wants them anymore because they already have all the <laughs> DMVR gear that they could ever wish for. But I, this is the best deal of the year, no matter where you go, no matter what locker you're in, whether you're in the men's locker, women's locker, best deal of the year. 100%. If, if you don't have a DMVR hoodie yet, they are so comfy. We recently changed our <laughs> hoodies. Um, so comfy and they <laughs> rule they my rule. goodness i almost yeah. wore it today but i was like <laughs> it's too hot but i really want to wear this yeah so so please 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 make sure you are checking out the black friday sale at the dnvr logger and if you are a rapids fan but say you're from chicago same deal applies at the chgo locker same deal applies at the phnx locker even the phly locker will have a sale even though it's brand new we want to get you guys hooked up, get you styled out with your favorite team gear. Uh, because D-Line makes bangers and bangers only. So uh, make sure you check that out. All right. Back to the list. Brian Galvan. Who, man, he's a, he's a crowd favorite. He is, he replaced, when I think of this season, the spiritual... The heart movement from losing Lucas Estevez mm-hmm. was carried on by Brian Galvan. <laughs> that's that's a great way to put it. You know what I mean? He yeah. brought the insanity that every team needs just a little bit of. The thing with Brian, <laughs> it's true. But the thing with Brian, Lucas, <laughs> Rubio, and mm-hmm. Galvan have all the same thing. They love to fight. They You want those guys in a bar fight. And it feels like Gavon was the one most willing to go into that bar and just knock anybody out this year. He kicked a dude. (laughs) That's what I mean. Unfortunately, his play on the field wasn't great. Uh, And I will die on this hill that he is being played in the wrong position. You have been on that for a long time. He is being played. He is a 10. You see it when he plays that he likes to cut in and that's where he's most effective. He is... Not a winger. He has the speed to play a winger. He played great at left back for a, a wing back a couple years ago, and I thought he was great, but he didn't have to be do 
He got a couple. He got some early season run back there too. Exactly, and which again, I think it's okay. Like that, that's not a bad position for him. But I think if you want to take advantage of his skill and what he's best at, play him in the midfield. Play him out of ten. Let him cook. He is one of those guys that's really creative with the ball and knows where the ball should be and just kind of tries things, which is what you need in this midfield. And he's really fast, especially if you want yeah. to transition from a four-three-three into a four-four on a four-four-two on attack. You need a lot of speed. He can be your second striker. He's willing to shoot. Him and Navarro up top can really make a good pair. I agree. In my opinion. I agree. Uh, Twenty matches played, six hundred and sixty-four minutes, one goal, no assists, one point one xg, which he had 0.7 on his goal because it was a penalty. Yep. Which was an icy Panenka. Yeah. That was dope. It was a match winner. It was definitely the highlight of his season. Um, <laughs> that's about it for him this season, Dwayne. I'm, this is completely unrelated. Okay. It, it, goes, it goes back to the Phoenix Rising. Okay. Game. <laughs> if you watch the PKs. Uh, I don't know that I've ever seen a Panenka not work. Right. And that was, if you go back and watch, you will see the world's worst. It was their Panenka first. Yeah. ever taken yeah. in the history of the sport. <laughs> it just rolled right to the keeper. And I laughed out loud at it. I think the keeper laughed at how bad it was. Anyway, yeah. sorry. It was, uh, Galvan's was, was frosty for yeah. sure. Yeah, um, yeah it's... Uh, if you guys had to guess his highest, his highest, make it a multiple choice percentile. Uh, give it, give us three or four to choose from hair, hair, anger, anger is a good one. Actually, mm. uh, mm. progressive passes or interceptions, progressive passes, interceptions, interceptions. It was the Boom. 95th percentile. These, the, the, the thing <laughs> it's almost like there was no other option. <laughs> there was hair. He has great hair. I said hair. Um, <laughs> look, when it comes to this this group, and I did not think about this when we did these grades. Defensively, the forwards were excellent. Yeah, which is crazy. That's not cool. <laughs> and that, I think no, that no, was it the, is cool. It just that, sucks that the rest of the team the, was terrible. That's because the forwards were playing back in the defensive sure, zone sure, sure. for most of the well, season. Interceptions is not necessarily a defensive zone stat. <laughs> it, it is kind of weird though that the defense had a better offensive stats. Than yeah, the offense and the offense have better, better defensive stats than the defense. Well, what if we invert the pyramid, dude? <laughs> I, I talked to a Rapids player. Now that the season's over, I talked to a Rapids player um, during the season. Uh, who was a forward and who was very frustrated by the fact that they were playing defense yeah. for most of the and season practicing and, defense, and, and practicing defense, defense, defense and, and being <laughs> told this is what you are playing. Um, yeah. This was in the Robin Fraser era, not the little era. And that's why those defensive stats are so high is they, they didn't have, that's what they were being coached to do was to play defense. Yeah. Which is crazy. Baffling. All right, moving on next guy up. Sammy Nicholson. Uh, Sam Nicholson, we gave him a C. I, I thought about this, and it was too low. I think it should have been a it's B. Too uh, it's I too low. I thought about this. He was, been and this isn't, look, I was harder on Sam last year than anyone. Yeah. I was probably harder on him to start the season than anyone. By the end of the season, he absolutely cemented to me that he needs to be a rotation guy next year. Yep. He, he should be Sammy. can play everywhere. He should be your Barrios, honestly. Honestly, take the Mikey roll. His speed didn't ever get back to 100, but it came back to about 95. Um, he played right midfield, left midfield, left back, right back, right wing. He played the wing, 10, 10. <laughs> like, he played everywhere as injuries just kept decimating this club all season long, and he played 
okay. You know, he played at a level where he wasn't the problem. In fact, he was one of the bright spots most games. I love his turnaround, too, where he was the black hole with the ball uh, at the beginning of the year. And I think it was one of the RSL games, mm-hmm. one of the first two RSL games where mm-hmm. he really kind of just flipped the switch. Yep. And he became an offensive piece. And that's the part where I'm like, oh, maybe Sam can become a piece. And as the game went on, he really did turn into something else. As the year went on, he really turned into something more feasible something that can actually be a part of this team going forward absolutely 22 matches played just under 1500 minutes one goal one assist um but i don't think that really tells the story of his season Dwayne, what do you see from sam this year i think our grade is right on the money okay Uh, he passed uh, 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 and only two guys passed i've I've always been one of the biggest supporters of sam you really have uh i love this first you know first (laughs) run with the rapids second run um my my frustration with this past season is that every time Sam gets into the box, I already know what's going to happen, and it's not going to be good. It's a blocked cross. Yes, every time. <laughs> and so, you know, what makes me happy to hear is, you know, the focus, you know, Kiaia and, and Mitch were both saying about all of the positions he can play and be that utility guy to fill in wherever we need him is the most valuable part of uh, Sam's talent. You know, it's his ability to be adaptable and to, you know, be down for filling in wherever. Like, I feel like Sam's a guy you're never going to get attitude. If someone's like, we need you to play left back today, he'd be like, sweet, let's go play left back. Hey, we need you to play 10 today. Cool, let's go do that. Right. You know, like, that's what I love about Sam. He's a football player. You know what I mean? He's... He loves football, and like that's what he wants to do. Um, it's my only issue is whenever he gets into the box, it's you know, and maybe that changes next year because I do put so much of that on the coaching, um, in that we didn't have uh, we we didn't have any offensive coaching. So maybe that changes next year, and I still think he could be a powerful element on offense too. Um, but yeah, I, I think a C is fair. Yeah. Um, I think these last three we're gonna have to speed run through. That's a little bit. No, yeah. we got it. But look, his when because like because he played so much across the the formation. When you see him as a fullback, 98th percentile non penalty xG, 88th percentile in shots, 90th percentile in progressive carries, 94th in successful take ons, 95th in progressive passes received. That means that he is like. He's make he's not he's letting the game come to him and then immediately giving it back. Like right? mm-hmm. not playing selfishly at all. As a midfielder, progressive carries, successful take-ons, progressive passes, all 93 percentile or higher. Uh as an as a midfielder, or as a sorry, as a as an attacking mid or a winger, offensive stats aren't great, but d- defensively, 99th percentile on clearances. Like, again, <laughs> too much defending from our top, but yeah. Doing it well when called upon. Yeah, that's the biggest thing we can say about him. He did great. I think the grade's too low because he will. I think he was better than we expected yep. for sure. All right, Kevin Cabral. This one we might spend a little too much time on, but that's okay because it's a big. It's a big name. We gave him an F. Yeah, we gave him a straight up F. This was a big money move. You know, you're you're you know you're still spending like eight hundred grand or something like that. Nine hundred grand with Galaxy taking some of his salary in the off season you think okay this guy is a reclamation project you see the talent you see the speed you see the skill 
and it hasn't turned into production. Played a, just under 1,200 minutes, 27 matches, two goals. Had the tying goal in Austin, which was a pretty rad goal, and then got revenge at Galaxy. So two road goals, which means a lot for this team specifically, who didn't score much at all. Um, so pretty big there. But it comes back to that money. And we tried to not let anything but the season factor into these grades. But when you bring him in as a DP, when you bring him in on that kind of wage bill, you need more than it's, two goals, no assists. Well, it's not even the money. It's well, that. it's kind of is, but yeah. It's not. I mean, it's your striker, and you scored two goals. That's an F. No, he was bad. Effort-wise, too. You know, Effort-wise, That's was, the thing that killed yeah, him. That's the thing he, that... Yeah, I'll this, give this you that. Play. I'm so bad. I'm so out on Cabral. I don't want to... That DP tag, I'm so, so out on him. I, I'm... I don't. I really don't want him on this team next year. And I hope if he proves me wrong, I really hope. But the effort was not there, and it really, really gets under my skin. To sure. quote myself on this podcast post game near the end of the year, <laughs> if I have to watch Kevin Cabral jog along that top line one more game, I'm gonna lose my mind. And I'm sure his defensive Sprint. stats aren't great either. No, they're great. That's uh, that is actually true. We did. <laughs> they're, they're great. But that's the thing I don't get. <laughs> the, the thing to me that made me so mad is like he wouldn't press. He saw Cole trying to get an angle, and he was jogging on the other side, making that press so ineffective. And it's like, what are you doing? Stop! Yeah. And then he would run. He'd get the ball. He'd run, and he'd just run to the touchline and be like, I'm out. I'm out of gas, guys. Yeah. For what? You haven't done anything. It's just one of the most annoying players I've ever seen Look, in my if, life. If whoever comes in, I'm sure this is on the the list of. Guys preparing for these interviews with the Rapids to be the coach. How can you fix Kevin Cabral? Like, how can you make him a productive piece? Defensively, great. 99th percentile interceptions, 97th percentile Do you think that's an interview question? No, but I do think... How can you fix... I mean... No, it is. I I don't know if it's an interview question. I mean, it's DP slots. I'm assuming that whoever is interviewing is looking at this roster, sees that DP tag, sees that money, and sees the stats, and is like, hey, I can get the best out of this guy. Play him yeah. at the 9 and then put uh, Rafa at the 10. That'd See, be here's fun. what I want. <laughs> I think he should just be an out-and-out out right mid or left mid. Yeah. And I, put a winger and a striker in front of him. Let him get to full speed with the ball at his feet. Because that is when he's most effective. He's not a target guy. That's just not his game. And that's how they had to play him. I, I, I think I playing him at the 9 with, Cabral, uh, with uh, Rafa at the 10 might be Could be fun. fun. They're fast as hell. Yeah, exactly. That's it's just the, good. Yeah. I... I st- I'm not selling my stock, but it's not worth very much. I'm not. So, I, it's a fool's. Yeah. I'm hoping for the moon, and it's just not. I don't hit. know Cabral, but it feels like he doesn't know how to read the game live as the game is going. Sure. That's what it feels like. Just maybe a, a, a pass or two behind there. Okay. Jonathan Lewis. Man, Jonathan Lewis. Uh, J. Lou, I think, tried, which is something that we can say at least. We and- gave him a D minus, and that is 100% because of his U.S. Open Cup goals. Yeah. In the MLS, 26 matches played, just under 1,200 minutes, one goal, no assists. I don't have much to say about J. Lou. I think that's the right grade, honestly. Look, all the skill, like all the speed in the world, and unless he learns to not kick it straight at the goalkeeper every time he has a chance. He could score a bunch of goals because he puts himself in good positions. Uh, but I think by the end of this season, it got, I don't know, I'm not going to say toxic's probably not the right word, but it's tough to be on a terrible team. Yeah. Right? And it's tough to not perform yeah. on a terrible team. Sure. It's, 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 de- it's defeating to be on that team, and it's defeating when your performance isn't lifting that team. And I think it wore on him, and, you know, it, uh, it's not 
confirmed, but you know, it's pretty much common knowledge that he won't be a part of this team next year. He'll be moving somewhere to the Heavy Eastern Conference. Heavy speculation. I don't think he wants to be here. I think he wants a fresh start. Um, and you can just, you know, hope his hope he can take more than just speed. I hope he gets it. Because I, I, I still think yeah. Jayla was really good and I think a, a fresh start is yeah. is exactly what what he needs. He was 99th percentile in progressive carries. Yeah. 95th percentile, ni- uh, 95th percentile in pass completion. 91st percentile in take-ons. Um, if you move him, that was purely forwards. If you move him attacking mid-wingers, nothing really great. Passing was still pretty good. Um, you just hope that, that you know, because, I mean, he made a Gold Cup roster. Right in 2018, yeah. he was he was a guy that was like he's into the Gold Cup roster. If he performs, he can be a guy. And we didn't. Get, and he just hasn't found that last little bit to complete his game. Hopefully, he finds it somewhere else. Won't be in here next year. Last on the list, Darren Yappy got an F. He got an F, and that sucks. Uh, I this wanted F to is give better him, than Cabral's. I will say this: it's a better F than Cabral. Yeah, this is purely. He runs harder, for sure. That's this, the one thing I like about him. Yeah, This is purely, almost, not purely, almost all about those counting stats, right? Like, it's, I think it is purely counting stats, he, in my opinion. He had all the opportunity. Look, that's one thing that you can give credit <laughs> to, uh, to Robin Frazier about, is he gave Yappy chances. Yeah, he gave him run. Right? I mean, he is still 18 years old. His birthday is next year. Sunday. Oh, this Sunday? Wow. Yeah. Happy birthday, Yappy. Happy birthday. Sorry Happy about birthday, the Yappy. <laughs> Sorry about the app. Uh, we're going to need you to sign this report card and give it to your parents. Uh, we want it back next week. <laughs> 20 matches played, just under 900 minutes. By the end of the season, he was purely an R2 guy, right? Had that epic, epic winner in mm. the uh, next pro playoffs. Definitely the highlight of his season. Um, There's a flashpoint where in that first game, if he just scores yep. that ball that ball that hits the bar, mm-hmm. I think he's breakout player of the year. Yep. For that MLS. Yep. It really is like a little, by a couple of inches, his whole life could have changed. He was at the under-23 World Cup. Yep. Played a good amount of minutes, didn't score. Um, you were hoping that, because it was a frustrating start to the season. Where he had some near near goals very early in matches too. It was always second minute, yeah. third minute, fifth minute. Just right there. Didn't get it. Goes down to Argentina. All right. If he can get a goal here, he's playing with the best players to play. You know, Diego Luna was there with him. Just like guys that, that you think can maybe help unlock him a little bit. Doesn't get a goal. Comes back. Frustrating result. Frustrating result. Frustrating result. Goes down, plays well with the with the second team. Um where's your hope factor next next year, Dwayne? I mean, it's in the fact that he's young, you know. I mean, you're a striker. You have to score goals. Like, we we can try to save the grade as much as we want with stats that are pretty, but at the end of the day, you're a striker. You got to score goals. So maybe it's it's a yaya situation where he opens his account right at the beginning of the season, and that confidence just floods in, and he's unstoppable. And we pair him up there with Rafa, and and we're off to the races. Four four two with those two up top is intimidating. That that would be my hope. <laughs> you, know, you know, would would be to, would would be to watch that all season. Would be wonderful. Look, I hope he gets it. He, he has all the physical tools. 
I do think he kind of got moved around the formation a little much, right? He was subbing in as like an out and out winger. I, I kind of liked him in that role though. He was kind of good. He was good as a winger. Yeah, I thought. no assists. No assist, but like I like what he did. He was better than the wingers we already had. Oh my, he did have one assist, but I can't <laughs> yeah. remember if that was when he came on as a winger or if that was as a striker. He had one assist on the season. It was in his defense, yeah. everyone was bad at winger. Yeah, that's true. But he was like not bad. He was like for being a playing well, striker, he especially did. if you're matching up with those outside backs in the MLS. Yeah. not a lot of big physical outside backs in the, in, in the yeah. MLS. He yeah. dominates any of those physical matchups. I will say I'll take Yappy over Rashford any day of the week. Get um, we're not starting this right now. <laughs> Thirty goal scorer, get out of here. Oh, how many um, have you scored this year? We're not getting into this right now. Um, how good is he on the wing, though? He, Actually, pretty truly good. Truly amazing. Yeah. <laughs> don't say anything. Don't say that. Truly great. Um, truly top ten in the world. Yeah, truly how amazing. good is he at soccer, uh, though? <laughs> Turns uh, out he's really but, good. But I don't, <laughs> he's kind of good. This wasn't exactly splitting the atom, breaking news, that this was a disappointing group, right? You know Rubio's gone. You know Lewis is gone. You know, Galvan, who knows what his role will be. Mm-hmm. Lewis out. Like, where where can this group jump from F to a C or better next year? Like, what is it strictly the transfer market? Is it formation? Is it, like, what elevates this group to a acceptable level? It's a little bit of everything, right? You got to have to, you, uh, I think a lot of it also comes down to confidence. This team, this position group itself lacked a lot of confidence. Um I think that's going to be one of the biggest things. Confidence, formation, I think is really going to help. You saw that with Little. There was already a huge oh, increased yeah. improvement. Bringing in a player too also is not going to hurt the team. If anything, it's going to light some fire under some asses, and it's going to get people playing harder. I need a coach who's offensive-minded. Yes. No more defensive coaches. I don't <laughs> want any more. I've had enough. That experiment has been three coaches running now. Um, I'm good. I'm Me good. Too. I Me feel too. like I got to see it. I'm good. Let's elevate um, you know, this let's, goal scoring Let's group. find a coach who's going to coach to this group's strengths, uh, and I think that will be the biggest part in addition to transfer market. We have to bring in some. some yeah, so when you're looking at, at Rubio, not a you know not a DP. Uh, so you know, but you cleared between Rubio's salary, uh, Michael Barrios' salary, and if you even want to throw Jack. in, well, Jack and. Uh, um, Acosta, that's like over $2 million in wages, yeah. right? There's room to spend. Mm-hmm. What sort of pro are you trying to find a Rubio type? Or does this offense need more of a complimentary piece to Rafa? Uh, it needs, it honestly needs more wingers. You need a Jordan Moore, somebody that can take on and get crosses in and also shoot. You, you just need a full offensive guy out there. Like you can't, sure. I don't think it's about what it complements. I think just think you need a player. You need ballers. And I think that's what the team lacks. Yeah, I don't want anybody on sale either. Like, right? No more not a reclamation. Yep. Like, I want just go ahead and pay, f- pay full price. Let's get somebody off pay of the price. I like the that. the rack. You know, the new <laughs> yeah. the new stuff. Totally. Um, let's yeah. not get last year's model on anything and yeah. and go for it. All right, super producer Alyssa wants us out of here for Broncos. I'm sure of it by now. <laughs> that hurts. It is. We're running long though. Your as words we do are go hurtful, on. Alyssa. As we do go on, <laughs> let's ladder set up for Broncos. Yeah, yeah. Start plugging us out of here, bud. Uh, DNVR Rapids underscore Rapids on Twitter. Follow us there. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We'll try to put out some more things out for you guys. Uh, five star review wherever you hear us. Would really appreciate that. Um, 
And we are a podcast. And give this video a like. We love likes. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hey, guys. I'm a YouTuber. Yeah. <laughs> Smash that like and subscribe. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm a YouTuber. Hi. <laughs> quote, quote of the year. <laughs> quote of the year. Get into that Black Friday sale. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, that, Please. That's, that's the biggest thing happening at DMVR right now. It's huge. 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 <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for us, guys. Uh, like and subscribe on your way out. Become a DNVR diehard member at the DNVR.com. You get discounts at the bar, discounts on merch, free stuff, tickets to our takeovers and party buses. Um, you can even jump in the Discord channel. Uh, all sorts of fun stuff once you become a diehard. Absolutely worth it. Best money you could spend to support local sports journalism and podcasting. More important than all of that, the thing we do every time, baby. Up the pits. We all silly like the mayor. 